Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. with us here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. For just $35, your ad can be featured here. And for another $10, you can have a graphic design made with your company logo and business. Sponsor our show and grow with us here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. For more details, contact Lynn Stacy at 501-541-6292. That's 501 501- Five four one six two nine two, or email me Lynn Stacy Studios at gmail.com. That's L Y N N S T A C Y Studios at gmail.com. Be blessed and remember to always go forward. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining, joining me for today's episode. I hope and pray that today's episode is a blessing to you and for you. I hope and pray that the Lord provides for you with whatever it is that you need to receive from today's podcast in order to be a blessing to your day. Here is today's affirmation. Here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, we want you to be affirmed by the Word of God and by speaking life. Here is this month's affirmation. I receive that I want to be made new and that God has done something new in me. I make the choice to stand in my newness by faith. I hope and pray that you would speak that over yourself on today and believe God for his word. Now back to the show. subject to God what does it mean when you are subject to God when you think about something that's subject that means that you're under their rule you're under their command you're under you have to follow um you have to follow their rule you have to follow their command so when you're subject to God that means that you bring your spirit into obedience to the things that God has said that means that you keep the commandments that means that you uh follow after God and so when I think about just um, Christianity and um, coming under the umbrella of Christ and just living a life that is in subjection to God, um, that that requires us to be in obedience and obedience. And why is it important for us to obey God? Just like there are rules for here on earth, there are also rules for heaven. And so sometimes I believe that, you know, the test of just getting into heaven, one of those things is obedience. Because when we get to heaven, we're still going to have to be in obedience to God, um, in obedience to the different things that he says. And so it's so important for us to recognize the fact that, you know, 
it's important for us to, I would say, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Master obedience. And I'm not even going to say master because I don't know that you can be really coming to mastering, mastering obedience. But there's a scripture that talks about your obedience being full, being fulfilled, um, your obedience being fulfilled. And I have to really go back and really read that scripture to understand it a little bit more. But that lets me know that obedience has a fulfillment role in your life when you have to obey God and when you get in really a life of surrender um, and you really begin to walk in that and um, act that out. And he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so part of keeping those commandments is obeying, obeying. I would say that obedience is probably one of the hardest things um, that you can learn. And I re- the reason why I say that obedience is one of the hardest things to learn um, cause sometimes, you know, we, 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 we feel like we're walking in obedience and we do sometimes, sometimes some of us do walk in obedience, but then when you start getting pushed in faith and you start getting pushed to another levels and different things like that, then it's like, God requires more obedience out of you. And so the, it's like the further up in, in Christ you go, um, the, all these titles and stuff that people put out and different things like that, the fo- more titles you have that requires more obedience because then you have to actively act in those roles, um, that your title is subject to, um, you have to actively act in those roles. And sometimes, you know, that's going to require your obedience, um, obedience to God. Um, and so it's so important for us to recognize and realize that, um, obedience to God is, um, an expression of just showing really that we love him. And I'm not going to say that, um, it's always the easiest thing to like obey everything that God says, but I believe that it is easy. Um, when you put your flesh under subjection, just like you have to put your flesh under subjection, we have to be subject to God. And so when we put our flesh under subjection, that means that our flesh is under our rule. That means that it don't get to dictate how we get to, it don't get to dictate how we go out throughout the day. And sometimes flesh likes to rule us. Sometimes flesh wants to do what flesh wants to do. Flesh just kind of gets in the, gets in the way of stuff. And so sometimes when our conscience and our spirit and different things like that is leading us one way and obedience to what God has said, then you have this flesh over here that's fighting you, um, that natural man that's fighting you um, to go against what it is that God has said. And so um, there's a battle. And so Paul tells us that flesh has to die daily. Flesh has to die daily. Um, and furthermore, the word tells us that, you know, walk in the flesh so we won't fulfill the lust of our flesh. And it also tells us that the spirit wars against the f- wars against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Meaning that the flesh is alive, is active, is something that is attached to you. You cannot go away from your flesh. Your flesh is this outer layer, layer layering of the skin. You cannot uh, get away from the flesh. Um, these fleshly things. It's a part of the flesh. Is the part that you can see when you cut your your body open or for surgery or anything like that. That's the flesh. But then you have these things, these invisible qualities about yourself that you can't see. You have your conscience, you have your heart, you have your emotions, you have your will. You have all these different things that you can't see that's really uh, trying to, uh, I would say, persuade the flesh to go the right way. Um, So... Uh, persuade the flesh to go the right, the right way. But the flesh, um, I was told by, uh, someone, uh, by several different ones, flesh get, when it leaves this earth, it dies. It doesn't have an eternal place to go, but your soul, this, the soul does. And so what the soul seeks for is to go to the best eternal home possible. 
the best eternal home possible. And so the flesh don't care what eternal home it go to. It don't care. It don't care about doing right. It says no good thing dwells in the flesh. The flesh is going to try to get, um, make you walk in whatever ways feel good to it. It does not care uh, about um, God's principles. It does not care about God's morals. It does not care. And so you have to train your flesh and teach your flesh obedience. And you do that through um, prayer and communion with God because he's the one that ultimately helps you to be able to line up with what his word has said. And so that's why it's so important for us to feed ourselves the word of God. It's so important for us to pray. It's so important for us to praise. It's so important for us to implement these different principles that God has placed within the Bible because by doing so, we feed the inward man. The inward man being, um, I would say, the Holy Spirit, the 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 spirit that 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 commit. I would say that that leads our spirit and it feeds our soul, life and light and the different things that we need in order to overpower our flesh, which is the flesh which is trying to overpower us. And so uh, we have this um this thing called the flesh, and it's just kind of like God. Why would you create flesh? Why would you create us in flesh um, knowing that it was going to be a battle, knowing that it was going to war against the very essence of you? Um, and so why would you why would you give us this this flesh? And so we go back. We can go there, find this in the Garden of Eden where um, God breathed into man's nostrils and he became a living soul. He became a living soul. And so I would say this body suit, the flesh is this body suit that really protects the soul as far as like just kind of um, giving it a place to live in a body. And, and so uh, there's there's the knowledge of good and evil. And so evil is everything that's opposite of God. And so we find we find that uh, flesh, the Bible tells us that no good thing dwells in the flesh. And we find that we are wrapped in this thing that where no good thing dwells. Where no good thing dwells, we find ourselves wrapped in this bodysuit, and so uh, we find ourselves wrapped in it. And I believe that you know, because God foreknows everything, and He know He knew man was going to mess up. He knew man was going to probably He knew man was going to eat off that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Even though I don't believe that it was in God's, I don't believe that God really wanted us to be aware of evil because uh, some men love evil more than they love good. But it's so important for us as the body of believers to recognize that we overcome evil with good. And so uh, we overcome evil by doing good. And so it's so important for us to exercise th that good. And so um, by living in the flesh, uh, we obtain the knowledge of evil. <laughs> we obtain the knowledge of evil. And um, by living um, through Christ, we obtain the knowledge of good um, by living through um, through Christ. And so here we are in our day to day walk, walking with the, the spirit of the Holy Spirit, which is good. And then you have this flesh and you have to decide which way you want to go. You have to decide whether or not you're going to allow the flesh to be in control or you have to decide whether or not you're going to allow God to be in control. And then um, that's your will. It's your will to decide whether or not you want to walk in the ways of good, walk in the ways of righteousness or walk in unholy ways, walk in the ways that are um, displeasing to God. And so, uh, cause you, you know, there's a law called sowing and reaping. There's just so many things that I can kind of draw out. I feel like I, I'm, I'm trying to bring it all together. And so there, there's a law called sowing and reaping. If you slow, if you sow to the, if you sow to the flesh, then you will of the flesh reap. If you sow to the spirit, then you will of the spirit reap, which is why it's so important for us to feed, feed our, ourselves these good things, feed ourselves. Uh, and you will find it across different disciplines of life and different uh, principles and different scholars and different things like that. 
where pretty much ultimately the overall is saying is, I don't care what religion, what whatever it is, the ultimate uh, religion or non-religion, uh, the ultimate thing is that you will find the commonality is, is whatever you, th it's about this mind, what you think, what you feed your thoughts and different things like that. Uh, it, it goes back to that that thing, feed, what you're feeding your thoughts and because your mind is your central control center. And so it's so important for us to feed our thoughts of just good because sometimes like, Sometimes there's just negativity and it's just, it just tries to enslave your mind. Negativity will try to enslave your mind. And sometimes for some people, it's not just um, them thinking negative. No, it's a spirit of negativity that tries to enslave the mind, especially of someone who is just spread, who is full of joy, who is optimistic. Sometimes there's just um, some things that are just beyond our control. And then it's kind of like, and it's just, it's, it's so it, the, the the that negativity is just it's just like it just it's terrible y'all it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible it's kind of like i'm trying to think good thoughts i'm trying to fight through and I'm, I'm trying to think good thoughts i know that i have optimism in me but i don't understand uh in my mind it just seems like just constant attack of negativity it just seems like this is not how i really feel but it just seems like something a negative thing is trying to overpower my mind and trying to change the being of what i am and it's just kind of like that's when you have to cry out for help from god uh sometimes it's kind of like you know what i'm expressing gratitude i'm i'm writing down everything that i need to write down i'm speaking the the word of life i'm i'm doing what i'm supposed to do sometimes there are some things in life that um even when you implement all the principles and disciplines you got to implement the one principle that will get you saved and that is calling on the name of jesus because in the name of jesus we are he healed in the name of jesus we see um sickness dry up in the name of jesus um, we see things evolve and transform and change and the whole Holy Spirit comes in and it says, be renewed and transforming the renewing of your mind. And so he transforms our mind. And so when we know that we've gone through a transformation process in our mind, but somehow we still find ourselves being bombarded with just a bunch of negative thoughts. And we can tell that these thoughts are not mine. I don't know where they're coming from, but they're persuading my thinking and they're persuading how my day is going. And they're persuading all of this stuff in my life. And this is not, this is not, this is not my normal frame of thinking. This is, especially when you have the Holy Spirit within you, that's when you have to recognize this is something that is just more than just the negative thoughts that are coming to my mind. This is something, this is a spirit that is of negativity that's trying to attach to my life. And so since I recognize that this is not just something that's just a natural thing that human beings do, this is the actual spirit of negativity that's trying to attach to my life. Now I have to combat it with something that's more powerful and greater than me. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. And so uh, if you have been finding yourself bombarded with a bunch of negative things, a bunch of negative thoughts, where you, as you were, you are able to see things in a positive light and you're trying to figure out why is everything, why does it seem like I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm seeing the positive side of it, but it seems like my mind is being filled with negativity. Um, sometimes those thoughts are not your own. Sometimes the enemy will try to fill you up with negative thinking and negative things just so you won't see the will of God, just so you won't see how God is prospering you, just so you won't be able to see. Because when you can't see God, then it 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 it, it causes something within you. Uh, I would say it affects your heart. It affects your emotions. It affects different things. It affects your ability to be able to express gratitude. It affects just different things in your life, whereas you would normally be able to see the the light in something now was just like everything that 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 you once could see that was good it's kind of like it's you you're struggling to be able to find it let me tell you something let me tell you something there's all the more reason to fight we have to fight we have to fight and the 
best place that you can fight is in prayer. You got to ask the Lord in prayer, in prayer. Father God, I pray that you would take these negative thoughts away from me. Wherever this negativity is come from, coming from, Lord God, we push it back in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit being positive. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, coming in and transforming. We thank you, Father God, for everything that you have done. You have to go if when you find, because the, uh, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make it plain for you. When you find that your mind is under attack, we have to understand the battlefield of the mind. Um, the battlefield of the mind, there's a, sometimes there's a battle going on in your mind and the enemy is trying to take it over. Your flesh is trying to take it over. God is trying to win it over um, so that he can teach you and guide you into his ways and, and his thoughts. And he tells us to meditate on the word. Sometimes you have to just get a scripture in your, in your heart and just meditate on it, meditate on it. And sometimes there'll be those negative thoughts we try to bombard you so much you can't even find a scripture trying to wear out your mind. The enemy will try to wear out your mind. He'll try to wear out your mind, try to drain it, try to fill you up with his thoughts, try to fill you up with his negative vibes, try to fill you up with those things. But it's in those times where you have to really call on the name of Jesus and exercise the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit that is within you. And so sometimes I found myself in my heart even saying, Lord God, I don't know where all this negative stuff is coming from, Lord God, but I need you to touch my mind. I need you to touch my mind because I feel like my mind is under attack. And, and if it's, since it's under attack, Lord God, I need you to attack back with your word. I, and we have to be able to feel, be filled with the word so that the Holy Spirit can bring it back to our remembrance. We he can bring back rem, to our remembrance that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You got to get the word in you so the Holy Spirit can be able to recall, bring something back to your memory. Because when you um, when you're driving on the road and you got bombarded with all that stuff, you ain't gonna have time to be trying to pull up no scripture. You gotta focus on the road. When you are in different situations, you're not gonna have time to, to, to search the internet and different things like that. That's why it's so important for us to remember the scripture. Thy word, Lord God, thy word, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. What did Jesus, what did he do to get rid of the enemy? He spoke the word of God. He spoke the word of God. You have to know exactly why the enemy is attacking my life so you can know how to attack back. Because that's where we find Jesus when he spoke um, the word of God in order to combat what the devil was saying. But then there was another scripture that says, resist the devil. Submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Sometimes we got to know when it's not the fact that the enemy is attacking me because it's just some random attack that I can speak scripture against. He is attacking me because I have been unsubmissive to God and something that he's needing me to do and now i've opened up the door to the enemy and now in order for me to get rid of the enemy it ain't gonna it ain't it ain't gonna be able to be a, a whole lot of quoting scriptures i'm making silence him for a little bit but i gotta be able to submit myself to the authority and the power of god and so we have to recognize being subject to god is so important for us um, as believers in christ jesus and it's so important for us because that's where we find our defense system that's where we find our joy at that's where we find our um, love at. That's where we find our ability to be able to be encouraged. That's where we find so many things that we're going to need in order to make it through this life. We find it in being submitted and subject to the will of God. When you step outside of that will, when you step outside of that will, his grace and his mercy, they do cover us. Sometimes they will cover us. And then sometimes God will allow you to experience what it, what it means when you step outside of his will, because he don't want you get getting comfortable being outside of his will. He wants you to be comfortable in his will. And so when we find ourselves in different battles and different struggles in life, we always can find safety in Jesus. We always can find uh, the word tells us the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run their in and are safe. You have 
have to remember who your strong tower is. You have to remember who's the one fighting on your behalf. You have to remember the one that has given you the power and the boldness to be able to speak against the enemy and everything that he's doing. And you do it in the name of Jesus and you speak blessings over yourself and you speak life over yourself and you ask the Lord to help you wherever you need help at. Don't just allow the enemy to just come into your life and do what he want to do. And sometimes that's what I have to remind myself. You don't get to dictate to me how this is going to go. God said, I am blessed and I'm going to walk in that blessing. I'm going to live in it. And there ain't nothing you can do to stop the blessings of God from flowing in my life. So wherever he may be hiding that, he has to move. That's what it's like. When you really begin to get into God and you really begin to get into his word and you really begin to pray and you really begin to commune with him and you begin to spend time with him. See, we that is not a wasted effort when you begin to spend time with God, because when you spend time with God, then he gives you the energy, the courage, the strength, the boldness, the whatever it is you need for the rest of the time that you're not spending with him, but you're spending with people. So when someone comes at you sideways, he didn't already went before you because you prayed about it. He didn't already gone before you because he, you, 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 he led you to the right place in the scripture and the word. He put the right word in your heart when you went to church. Ah, it's so important for us to recognize where our help comes from. Uh, we are we're not helped of our own accord. We're helped because God helps us. We're helped because God helps us. And even when we're not good to him, he's still good to us. And so when I start feeling myself, I'm just like, no, nah, I don't feel like that towards God. That was that's a key factor in me knowing I know it's you. I know it's you, Satan. I know it's you, hell. I know it's you, somebody. And that's when you begin to call on the name of Jesus. That's when you begin to implement and exercise your spiritual authority in God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast with a prayer. And I hope and pray that you know, that you know, that when you come under the umbrella of Christ, when you come into this kingdom, when you decide I'm going to make Lord, the, um, Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior, I'm going to um, I'm going to accept Him into my heart. I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to accept Him to my heart because I I want to be changed from the inside out, and I want to be continually changed in the different parts of my life, and I want to continue to grow in the way I need to grow in, and I want to continue to be better as I'm walking and I'm living with Christ. Whether I've been saved for three years, whether I've been saved for four years, whether I've been saved for fifteen years, I can still advance in my faith. And so it's so important for us to recognize who loves us, who cares for us, who got us when life knocks us down, when people talk to us crazy and talk about us crazy. It's so important for us to recognize who helps us to overcome. See, the flesh don't mind you dwelling in those negative emotions and feelings because the flesh don't be want to fight. The spirit man has to rise up and fight. And how do you strengthen and empower your spirit man through prayer with the word of God, exercising faith, implementing what the word tells you to do, walking by faith and not by sight. Being around people that can encourage you and motivate you, staying part of the body of believers. It's not okay to forsake church. That's why the Lord tells us forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. 
It's so important for you to fellowship with like-minded people. Like-minded people meaning those whose minds have been transformed by the renewing of Christ. And so it's so important for you to understand that we are holy people, royal priesthood. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Your reasonable service, meaning that I didn't, I haven't given you anything unreasonable to do. I haven't given you anything unreasonable to do. And sometimes I'm not good. Sometimes the pressure be on you so tough. It's like, Lord God, this feels unreasonable to me. Can I just give it to you? And can you just come down here and help me? He's not finna do that. He already did that. And he will come down here and help you. He, he sent the Holy Spirit to be your helper, to live on the inside of you, to walk in you. You have to receive it. And he still says, mercy and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to pour out grace on you. He has helped. He continuously to help. And he's even more helpful when you get a relationship and fellowship with him. So that you can learn the ways of God. Don't just try to be a part of the kingdom and want access to all the benefits with no work. Do you want somebody in your life that just want access to all your benefits, but they don't want to ever help you with nothing? We start to feel some type of way about those kind of people, right? And so it's so important for us to recognize who we are, whose we are, and that we are not just in a we are not just in a fight against, you know, principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. We're not just in a fight against those things. We're in a direct fight with ourselves in this flesh. In order to get to God, is God worth it to you? Is he worth your obedience? I hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And I hope and pray that you know that, you know, don't try to operate on a level that you haven't made it to yet. If you're frustrated because you're not pleasing God in the way that you want to please God, trust me, he sees your heart. But you got to go on the path that he needs you to go down. There's some other stuff that you may need to pick up along the way that's going to help you get to where you need to be. Do you expect a baby that's just been born to eat a whole steak? Why do you... If you've been saved for a year, why do you keep trying to operate like somebody that's been saved for 15? It don't work like that. You have to go on your journey with God. You have to be, you have to be prayerful. You have to seek God. You have to seek him for direction. It's good for other people to pray for you. I pray for other people sometimes. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to develop your own relationship with the one that you call your heavenly father. It's not enough just to have access to the benefits. It's not enough just to show up and be a pew member. Be active. Be active and intentional in your relationship with God. And watch him return the same thing back to you. And you'll be able to see it. I do hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. I know I said I was going to pray a little bit earlier, but I felt the need to keep on going because I wanted to encourage you and make sure that you got it. Encourage your faith, encourage you to keep on walking and encourage you to keep on standing. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, for everything that you're doing, Lord God. We cast down every negative thing, Lord God, that's not like you. The thoughts in our minds, Father God, we pray, Lord God, that you would touch and bless, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for filling us up with good things, bringing in a spirit of gratitude, Lord God, a spirit of appreciation for who you are and 
the things that you have done and will do. We thank you, Father God, for just surrounding us and wrapping us in your love. We thank you for allowing us to walk in the boldness and the courage and the authority of your spirit, Lord God, that you have died and set us free to give us, Father God. Thank you for rising, Father God, on the third day. Thank you for everything that you have done, everything that you will do. And thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper. You are the great Father and there is none like you in all the earth. We bless you and we praise you. And we thank you for revealing the things in our lives that you have done that we have not given you praise for. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I pray that you will go forward and be blessed on today. Hello, I'm Lynn Stacey. I encourage you to become part of the movement, the movement of Making Jesus Bigger. You can find out more about the Making Jesus Bigger movement by following me on social media at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook. You can purchase the t-shirt Making Jesus Bigger because we have been given victory in Jesus Christ on the website www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com backslash media. By becoming part of the Making Jesus Bigger movement, we are choosing to be lights in the world. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And remember to always go forward and be blessed.